Welcome to Los Compas Lounge, a PSA for brown men. We are your host. I am Raul. Yes, Javier. And this is Ruben. And this is Los Compas Lounge, a podcast by three Chicanos from East L.A. talking about issues that matter to you. We're here to inspire positive change. So have a seat, compa. We have one ready for you here at the lounge. Hey, compa, how's it going, brother? So we're back here with another episode. Ruben is taking the day off. He's actually uh, going on a date on a um, a trip, right? He's out with his wife and his and his dog, and and they're out uh, his road dog, right? And he's out uh, discovering America again or something like that. But anyways, uh, Javier and Raúl. Uh, we're here, we'll be your host today, and we're going to be just kind of uh, talking about this ish- issue of uh, first-generation immigrants versus second-generation immigrants, and, uh, you know, some of the things we go through and whatnot. So, so anyways, for for me, Javier, you know, just growing up in East LA, I always thought we, this was our little bubble, you know, this is everything I knew, and, and I spoke Spanish at home, and I... I uh, got a wake-up call afterwards you know like junior high high school was like oh shoot there's a world out there and you know there's this thing called discrimination but i remember early on growing up uh it was really nice it was beautiful it was part of who we were we we ate you know we had tortillas grandma lived with us she would do the torteando and stuff like that you know we have gorditas sopes man menudo every sunday you know beer carne salas and Everybody spoke Spanish, you know, as a little kid, maybe because I was little and you're a little kid, you don't have things to worry about and you're just having fun, but you're having fun in in your own language, man. So that was my early memories of just having, just growing up with a lot of uh, love for the culture and the Spanish language and, 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 uh, and just being proud of family being proud of who you are and and he's telling yeah, Mexican flags all over and stuff yeah yeah you know what I mean and and I know you shared with us compa that that you you, you came over you were born in Mexico right? and then your family came over walk us through the like early memories of like what was you growing up over there as a little kid and then making that big jump man you know what, what was going what was going on there well you know what um in all honesty I didn't grow up over there. I mean, I, I was brought here since, I mean, as far as I remember, I was, I always lived here. We did used to go to Mexico twice a year. Um, we would always go during Christmas and, and spend Christmas in Mexico. And then during the summer, we spent about like three months, like uh, like June, July, and August, you know, like we just be in, in Mexico. So, but let me ask to, you this. So yeah. you, you, as a little kid, like when you were like one years old, two years old, then your parents came over? Yeah. You're not, I was even less than a year old. Ah, that was Chiquito. They, they brought you in the yeah. Coyote, bro? No, um, we we got a, a a visa and then, you know, we overstayed our our visa till, until my, until we had an anchor baby, you know, until my parents had an anchor baby and then. Um, yeah, the, the, my brother sponsored us all, I guess. I, I don't know exactly how the, the immigration works. So, so when I was, so by the time I was like in kindergarten, I already had my, um, you know, my green card. And so we were able to go, um, to Mexico and back, you know, um, 
without issue. Uh-huh. So do you yeah, have, you have so, a big family um, over there in Mexico? Yeah, my father is the only one is the only one of his siblings. My my father came from. They were nine siblings. Well, they were or, originally ten, but one of them passed away when they, they were still young. You know, so from, from what I remember, they were nine siblings, and my dad was the only one that that came here to the U.S. So from my dad's side, we had no. My mom, we had no family from my dad's side here. From my mom's side, she had brought a sister. She, she uh, after after we were here, she brought um, uh, her sister over. She she only has well, no. Actually, she has a few sisters, but she brought uh, her closest sister to her, and um, and um, she raised. I mean, she had a little cousin that. I mean, a little cousin. She had a little baby that that was my little cousin, which was probably about like like three years younger than me. So that was the only cousin that that we had here, you know, and. So when we go to Mexico, like, man, we had like, I don't know, like 20 or like, just imagine they were, my dad had 10 kids and you know how Mexicans like to have a lot of families and stuff. So there was a lot of, a lot of family. And then from my mom's side, there was also a lot, a lot of family. And so going over Mexico, like so much since we were little, you know, the neighborhood kids, we became friends, you know? So then even when I turned 18, that I would go by myself, then with the neighborhood friends, we go, you know, to bars and stuff, you know, but. Wow, you know, uh, so let me ask an economic question. Uh, so Don Raul was sweating bullets, you know, working a lot of, um, getting a lot of money to take all of you guys up there. Got a, got, was it twice a year, you said? Yeah, twice a year. Damn. You know what? Here's the thing that, like, we drove a few times. You know, we went in planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, but most mostly, I, I don't remember flying as a family. I, I, I do have a I, right now that I'm remembering. I do remember one image of that we flew back and my father was waiting because my father, when we would go during the summer, my father had to come back to work. So he would, um, you know, he would cut his vacation short. And I do remember one time coming, coming home, getting off the plane and seeing my dad like, like through some glass and like, oh, like getting all excited. But that was when we were, we were little, I think uh, before, I don't know how the airlines are, like up to a certain age, you only pay half, you know, half. And then after that, you once we had to pay full price it was like you know we get on our station wagon just pack it all up and just drive 36 hours down yeah to, the, yeah was um your older brother and your or your sister you guys were did you help drive at that point or no we were too little too young to yeah, we, yeah we yeah yeah we were too young and, and we, my, my father i mean <clears throat> we'd it'd be a road trip and it'd be fun like one time i remember like getting a hotel in mazatlan and and like just getting going in the beach and and uh, enjoying it but sometimes like for example especially especially my dad he, he couldn't get that much time off so he didn't want to spend too much time on the road trip he, but because uh, he just wanted to get back with his family you know he wanted to get start the party going <laughs> yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then also we went on train uh-huh. there, 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 there used oh, yeah? to be a trip yeah yeah train in mexico no, it, it went from mexicali we went from mexicali to guadalajara so there used to be a train so my dad had an aunt that lived in mexicali so we would drive to mexicali leave our car there at my aunt's house um go to the you know g- get on the train go down to guadalajara then on our way back the train drop us off in mexicali my dad would go pick up the car at his aunt's house and then just pick us up at the train station what? At that moment, how many were you in terms of kids? There were five. Yeah, five. For you five guys, kids, you know, two family? adults. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. 
Wow, so as a big family, even y'all would just go, right? You know, yeah, just go do your thing. Just, that's cool. Yeah, even also sometimes we'd go in bus, like in the in the bus you could go all the way from from Tijuana, so you could go from from, from TJ all the way down to Guadalajara, but that one was a scary. That one was scary, a little bit scary because there was this this mountain range called Romurosa, like that one, like. You would see sometimes buses like that had fallen and they never even just take it yet. You know, like buses would sometimes fall off the cliffs and you could still see them at the bottom as you're driving. You know, so you'd be driving and you see buses at the bottom, like, oh shoot, I hope that doesn't happen to us, you know? Wow, as little kids, so you guys are tripping yeah. off, looking, looking I, I, down. I remember I remember I'd be scared. I'd rather wet I'd rather go on the train. Yeah, it, um the train was a better experience also because you could walk through a bunch of because we did look, we would leave when we go on the train, let's say that we left one, one day at, at eight o'clock in the morning, we'll get the the next day eight o'clock at night. You know, so it was oh, like perfect. it was yeah. like thirty six hours. Uh -huh. Yeah, so 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 it was, so we leave, and that's if nothing went wrong. Sometimes the train will get a flat tire. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh, yeah, but so, <laughs> no, no. The buses they get flat tire flat tires. Oh, that's uh, oh, dude. Yeah, what time? Especially in the summertime, no. You know, it's funny. Yeah, the funny thing is that I was just talking about my, uh, this to my nephew yesterday because he was all saying that sometimes when don't, he, my nephew said, uh, made a comment, something like, sometimes when don't, things don't go as planned, those are the most mem memorable experiences. I go, oh, man, and then I told him about, yeah, I go, like, one time we were going on a bus, on a bus um, ride to, to our home, to Guadalajara. And we got like floor four flat tires on that one trip. It was after, by the force of we were like again, like oh man. And it, yeah, like we said that, like I still that's the one trip that I remember the most. <laughs> you know, it's true. It's true, right? When things don't go planned, or there's, I mean, I don't want to say drama, like negative, put it on a negative spin, but but the positive spin to it, like if you go on an adventure and you're like oh man you know you just got a flat tire or or you met some creepy person or whatever those are the ones like oh shoot man you do you do look back so you know that's kind of common kendall because i remember us too uh that, that is families you know like our parents coming in the 60s right and then still having roots in, in mexico and and taking the kids back and forth back and forth you know we didn't go as often as you guys but i remember we would go to visit my my mom's family and my dad's family, you know, we were we went to my mom's family first, probably a few, couple, a handful of times. I was little man. I was probably it, you, your parents met here in the U.S., right? No, your my over there. My, yeah, my, no, no. My mom and dad got married. No, no, they hooked up in in Mexico. And then my mom was uh, came over with my aunt, his her older sister, to take care of the kids. And my mom was like, "Shit, I'm leaving, dude." And um. You know, put a ring on it. Uh, you want to get married? That's cool. If not, I'm over there. You know, because she, she would go back and forth a little bit. But then she decided to stay with my with my aunt, um, which is her older sister. And at that point, making a decision of like, well, her mom was gonna come over. Essentially, people were coming over, right? My, yeah. Another aunt, my mom, my grandma, and then the, my main aunt was the one who was here, who established roots. Uh -huh. Yeah, who established roots yeah. already. Started having uh -huh. kids. They should be the. the uh, we're living in the projects, you know, Alicia Village uh -huh. projects, oh, okay. and and um, or they were living somewhere else, but then they ended up like at Alicia Village projects, like forever. So my mom was um, 
caretaker for for her kids, right? She was like the nanny for the little oh. kids for for my, yeah. for my cousins. For your for her. Exactly. Yeah. So then you know, so I think my dad said, "Puso la pila." I said, "Oh shit!" You know, my my uh, my girlfriend, right? Or or she's in she's in the U.S. and I gotta see what the hell I'm gonna do. Uh-huh. So um, long story short, they ended up moving over here and they. They got, I think what happened is they all went back, get married over there by the church, and then they all came back. You know, it's like that back and uh-huh. forth movement, back and forth movement. I think that's what happened. I don't think they got married here um, to the church, uh, but over there, and then they came back. So they started. Yeah, it, um, so what does it say? Because you said that we would go visit my mom's family and then my dad's family. So they lived in different states yeah, so, or different? So kind of. Well, no, in the same, in, in Jalisco, in, um, in this, this uh, so Fresnillo, uh, Jalisco, Fresnillo, sorry. There's a little yeah, town called Pla- uh, Plateros. Oh, okay. Plateros as in uh, uh, silver, right? Silver mining. Uh-huh. So there's uh, the minas there, and my mom's family, um, some of the men, my uncle, um, one of my uncles, worked as a miner to like, extract silver, right? Uh-huh. So they lived right in there, and I, and my dad lived, I guess, in the next city over, or right in oh, okay. the same kind of area. Okay, yeah, quite, but they were pla- relatively yeah, close. Uh-huh. Yeah, relatively close. So, um, and they had some friends who were the same, so when they would go to um i hear the stories they would go to uh, uh like house parties right or or, uh-huh. or whatever functions that my dad you know i think that's where he met her and then they started kind of talking and hanging out and then but my mom's you know and 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 back then and even now that they think about it like fuck, i have to give her some credit I, I have to give her a lot of credit she was really strong-willed and very um like um like in your face in other words like like if you're gonna ask me out, ask me out to dance. But you have to. My brother has to be there, and my mom has to give the blessing. You know that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like, okay, like, very traditional. And very stuff. traditional, but very like, I don't care. You know, and then and like, like telling my dad. In other words, like I'm trying to remember. Like there was a time where, where my dad got jealous because my mom was. They're not even dating. They were trying to. They were, my dad was court, courting her, right? Wanting uh-huh. to see if we go out. And I remember the story. My mom tells me that. You know, one of her guy friends, right? Or, or alguien, you know, from the vecindad or whatever, and they were dancing or they're hanging out, they're asking her. And my dad was all like, Who, "Who's that? Who's that?" He goes, "Hey," and my mom's like, "Chillax, you know, is this just a friend? And, you know, you want to beat him up? He's my friend. You know, if you're gonna be like that, it's I don't mind. It's see over. You. It's over. I don't need. You know, I don't want to see you." And my dad's like, oh, "Shit," but you hear those little stories of how my mom just kept like, "No, no, no, we're doing this. We're gonna do it right," or, or like. Like, don't try to come at me like I'm this little rancherita. You know, I'm a, you know, I I have these ideas of who I am and what I want to do. And you know, don't talk to me. Don't disrespect me. Don't come at me crazy. Boom, boom, boom. And and growing up, you know, I saw the attitude. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> my, my dad started drinking. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then and and, and and now, you know, you see that. You know, they, 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 they love each other, but they're always bickering. You know, like, oh, no, no. Like well, here's your coffee. I already put sugar. I'm not gonna stand up and put more sugar on it. Here, you want it? Do it. You know, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. So I see that that when she told him, my mom was like, "I'm going to the U.S. There's a future for me there. Yeah. If you want to come, cool. If not, cool, dog. You figure it out." And fuck, I guess my dad got whipped, and he's like, "Okay, well, shit. Let me, let me um, um break the news and." <clears throat> And let me let me uh, uh, tell my mom and all that stuff. Oh, you know now I remember they actually got married in Mexico and they stayed there for a while with my mom uh, with her um, 
with her, with my grandma, my grandma on my dad's side. So they lived, my mom and dad lived uh, together in, in my dad's house. With, with, yeah. And then eventually they moved, right? Because my mom had this gig with my tia. Uh, as the, yeah, so she's like, well, I, I mean, I'm leaving. And, and it kind of, if I think about it, it kind of sucks, you know, because like, how can you get married, live with your in-laws and then tell your husband, hey, you know what? Um, I know we got married and I know, you know, here we are, you're, you're taking care of me here. But, you know, like I said, you know, there's a future for me and I'm going. So you need to, you know, man it up and let's go. And my dad and, you know, we ended up over here. So it's just it, it's very interesting because growing up, that's just the way it was. We would visit my mom's side. I remember the early, early um, memories over there, like for Christmas, I think one time. And then I would remember going to my dad's like a little bit older, maybe seven maybe 10 years old and then we skipped a few years and we're like at 13 and 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 i think that was the last time you know maybe 13 or 14 and then we just never went back you know we just never went back um i think my sister and my brother went back well, a couple of times here and there they made connections with the cousins but but what i wanted to say is like in east la that's really common you know a lot of my friends a lot of people would do that right you, you yeah send money i know i was gonna there, say right yeah uh-huh yeah, no, I was gonna say that. Yeah, like I, I also like not growing up because when I went to school, like the fact that I that I would go to Mexico so much, you know, like it was well, because when we when we would go in in Christmas, a lot of times we'd ask for like a few extra days for the school, you know. So normally, I think they would give you like two weeks for a Christmas vacation, and sometimes we'd end up like staying like an extra like half week or week or just for the travel and everything. So. So for a few years in a row, you know, in my classmates, like they knew, oh, happy birthday in Mexico. So then I, I, I grew up, I went to school with like a bunch of my classmates were like, I don't know, like they're snobs, I guess, for lack of a better word or whatever. And they, they would say, oh, he's Mexican, he's Mexican. And I was like, yeah, Mexican, but then they were Mexicans too. You know, just born here, you know, they were of Mexican descent. That was probably you know? me. Was that, was that not in your, your class? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, and then, you know yeah. what, he, he, here was the other thing that I remember, like, sometimes, like, some of my classmates, like, their parents will, will go visit them for, let's say, for, like, Halloween parade or, or so, some kind of school event. And they would talk to their parents in English. They're like, "Oh, Dad, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go there." You know, because their their their, their parents spoke in Spanish. And then my, sometimes I do remember, go, "Oh, mijo, qué qué vas a hacer para esto?" Or something like that. You know, oh, pues, it's like I try to talk like fast. I was I, I was like like a little bit like kind of like I I, I don't I don't a little bit embarrassed like to speak in Spanish to my parents like in front of like, people or what. Yeah, in front of the classmates, especially the ones that didn't that didn't know Spanish, just because I don't know for some reason, like like they they were like so many generations here already that they they didn't even know any Spanish or anything like that. So I don't know, like I was like, oh no, they're real Americans, you know, and stuff like hey, that. Like that shame is real. It's the same thing for me, even though I was born here and you know we I grew up speaking Spanish, like. It's funny because, and it kind of sucks because you're a little kid and you're having fun. And yeah. you, you don't even reflect or think about uh, the relationships and the power dynamics of, oh, okay, you know, first generation versus second or multiple generation, you know, Latino kids or whatever. And you're so comfortable just speaking in Spanish and you're doing your thing. Yeah. And then you get exposed to this, um, 
different, right? You know, you're or bullying behavior where they're like, oh, pinchy, he's a Mexicano, no palero, yeah. right back, whatever. So you want to distance yourself from that. I remember uh, for me, I caught on fast, like, oh, fuck, I don't want to be the one who they make fun of. I'm going to be the one who's making fun of that fool. And I hate, I hate thinking about it. Um, it's good memories and bad memories because then I was the one who's like, wow, oh, shit, I don't, you know, I don't want to speak Spanish in front of my friends because they're going to be like, ah, dude, why are you talking like that? That's wetback talk. Or, yeah. You know? I know. Like, I remember one time a friend called me and then I, I said that through the phone, bueno. And then after that, after that, he was one of the ones that, that he would speak to his, to his parents in English and stuff like that. And then after that, he was like, bueno, bueno, like at, at school, like kind of like, kind of like making fun of me that I spoke in Spanish, you know, like instead of like, hello or something like that, you know, and like, like and it was he, like, and it, it's part of it's kind of innocent you know because kids will be kids right we're gonna we're gonna yeah. dog each other kids are brutally honest <laughs> brutally honest but but also like this whole idea of like i don't want to be the underdog right and even though you guys yeah. were friends right, right, i'm thinking about it even though you guys are friends uh you know his way of being like let me distance myself from, yeah. from the javier's and i'm gonna or i'm gonna clown him you know because because he's, 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 you know, he speaks Spanish, right? Bueno, bueno. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And so it's funny because what you said that, that when you got to college that you started like thinking about like uh, all this other, um, you know, that you started making the realizations and everything that, that that was dumb for you to be that way or, yeah, or I forgot how you put it, you know, but like, cause it's funny. Cause like when, when, when I started, you know, at, at ELAC, at East LA college, um, then after that, all, all these people like, I didn't even know what, like, I mean, I knew what Chicanos were and pochos and all that, you know, but the whole Chicano movement and uh, like, uh, about, um, you know, uh, Ruben Salazar and yeah, the civil rights and, movement and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And all of that, you know, I mean, it's like, and then like people like, Oh, come on. El movimiento estudiantil or something yeah, like that, you know? yeah. yeah and i was all like uh, aren't you chicano go, I'm, uh, and i was like i'm mexican you know i mean and there is a difference between mexican and chicano you know and so like that like me it was like i, I was just like more like like because even i started when i started talking to my dad uh, uh like after you know i i started going to the meetings and stuff like that you know and my dad's like no plus you know it's like I, we used to go to the East LA parade, you know, like, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, like that one was like real, like, so, so I remember passing when they would be passed during the parade. Raza si, migra no, raza si, migra no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that part of the parade, but it was right there, the East LA parade. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, was cool. I remember because like Roosevelt or Garfield would be the marching bands would come out. Yeah. And I yeah. remember that was cool. And then early on, do you remember uh, Paul Gonzalez, the original Golden Boy? Paul Gonzalez. Yeah, the was a boxer. Yeah, he wanted to be, yeah. Uh, he was a from Roosevelt. Uh -huh. I think, yeah, Roosevelt yeah. or Wilson over there. In, no, um, no, he, he went to Roosevelt. Yeah, I remember Paul Gonzalez. He also won a gold medal, right? Yeah, uh -huh. so my cousin Carlos and him were friends. And I remember the first time, you know, we saw that. It was kind of cool. You know, you see somebody who's, yeah. who looks like you and he, like, he's famous, right? And then World years, famous. yeah, exactly. Then, then years later, you have Oscar de la Hoya, you know, you know, uh, he went to Garfield and stuff. And 
I don't. I was not friends with him. I was classmates. No, I, I, I was gonna say I knew who he. I remember we had PE together. Exactly. But I yeah. His friend. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Exactly. And I remember like Oscar, you know, at the parade. And he's all like, yeah, you know. So it was cool, you know. And and, and I was thinking like, that's my Paul Gonzalez right there. <laughs> <laughs> and you told your cousin that, huh? You yeah. Have Paul, and, I have Oscar. <laughs> yeah. I, you have Paul. I have Oscar because um, yeah, they're we're he's older than me. He's probably about like maybe 10 years older um, or five years older or whatever, you know, a little older. Yeah, I think it's about like five, six years prior. So. Oh, no, probably like eight. I think oh, yeah. Two I was saying that, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, exactly. like two Olympic cycles before or something like that. Exactly. Right. So that that's really cool, you know, this whole thing about pride. Hey, so so talking about pride and being proud Mexicano or proud Chicano or whatever it is, you know, because there was a time in my life and you know, even now to some extent, where you know I was hardcore Chicano, you know I I, I did I, I got turned off by some of the machista um, rhetoric, um, so I I stopped that you know and I didn't do that and I looked looked towards more like um, you know we created this club called Che Chicanos for Higher Education you know we were I remember, we're, we're, I remember. yeah exactly yeah. you know so we're more about like not not concentrating on trying to decolonize the mind or decolonize the soul or be very militant approach to uh, yeah. making change that, that, that would turn me off the militant exactly approach. And, uh -huh. exactly it was the militant approach to like either you're down with the brown or you're a fucking vendido right you sell out right so it was either black and white um in the 80s and 90s and i didn't like that because i was like uh, you know once i got woke right so to speak i was like you know what I'm down for fucking chingasos if that has to happen, you know, but I'm not going to go out looking for it either, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm like, shit, we grew up in East LA, everybody, everybody knows what that's like. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not cool with that, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's all talk, you know, at some point. And, and then, so Ruben, you know, our compa Ruben was part of Chet too, and uh, one of our guys, um, I forgot his name, but he was the, the main Chet leader. And that was cool, man. We had a small circle of people who were, who were like-minded and we do tutoring, we just do workshops and we were just really trying to get out to the community and not force anything but rather say hey you know we're chicanos from this area um you know and we're here to support and what can we do to inspire to positive what can we do to tutor or whatever it is and you know kind of get the word out on 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 getting more people who look like us into higher education because that you know that's been a problem for a long time and and i think that's what what, what um where i'm at today it's always it's all about education right you don't have to go to a four-year university but you have to be somewhat uh, awakened somewhat um uh, motivated to do better and to get out you know and and when i say get out of east la i don't mean like physically if you do great if not that's fine too but get out of this mindset of like, oh, well, here we are. And all I know is, is violence, drugs, gangs. And, and all I know is, is, you know, this is my world and everything. And if I'm not knocking all that down, but I'm simply trying to point to people like there's more to life than just your bubble. And, and I think that I always came from that, from that, but let me ask you a question. So no right or wrong answer. <laughs> so who's more down, right? Who's more authentic, Mexicano, Chicano, whatever? The Javier's who are Mexican or the Raul's who are born here, Chicano? Well, let me tell you something, okay? Um, me as, you know, not being born here, I think that I speak for a lot of people in my situation that we're appreciative to be here. 
you know, it, 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 it's like, you know, this is, it, I, lo I look at it like this, like Mexico is my biological mom and the U.S. is my adoptive mom or, you know, adoptive country, my biological country. And so it's like, but I grew up knowing both, you know, so when you have, if you have a kid that grows up, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know of any situations like this, you know, that they have their biological and their adoptive, they, they love them both, you know, and um, I'm, I'm really like, um, I think that now, now it's turning different, but I'm just talking about when I was growing up, like, I, I think that you're, and you're more like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm probably making a blanket statement and stuff like that, but I think that people that come to this country are more motivated to succeed or to get ahead sometimes just because they're like given the opportunity. And then like a lot of people that are just right here and they feel like they need to be taken care of, you know, like there's a lot of lazy people out there that they just like, especially even right now with the COVID, like I see help when it signs all over, you know, like even in restaurants, help on it, dishwasher, um, um, cooks, um, meseras and everything, you know, but a lot of people now are saying like, no, why should I work? If I don't work, I still get unemployment. I mean, I, I still, I still like, you know, get all this, this money, you know, and who do you see out hustling, selling flowers and oranges, you know, it's like those people, they have to work, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat, you know, and, it, and in Mexico, that's, that's the mentality, you know, like, I mean, if you get laid off of a job, you're going to have to find something else because you can't go get unemployment. You know, and then like, you know, with, with my, I told you that since I grew up, you know, back and forth. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends in Mexico, aside from my cousins, but like, they, they just like, like joke, oh, like when somebody got fired and, oh, pues ve que te mantega el gobierno, you know, go so that the government could support you. And then, and then I remember I go, really? They're like, ah, we're joking. The government doesn't give you shit here. You know, that, like, and I know that there's a lot of countries. I mean, there are some other, like, it's like Canada or Europe or, you know, it, I mean, in some other countries that that there are um, welfare programs, but not not to that extent, you know. It, you said a really good um, example in thinking about it, and it's so true. At least it rings true for me. And and you know, like your you have two moms, right? Your biological mom in Mexico, and then your adopted mom here in the U.S., right? Uh huh. And for me, it's a it's the flip side of it. My biological mom. I was fed, you know, it, it, it becomes conflicted, right? This biological mom here in the U.S., and because I didn't go as much to Mexico, I see that as, I don't even know if it's a stepmom. Because when I would go over there, they ah, pinche pocho, you know? Oh, and, yeah. And fuck, I so hate that. So, so going over there to Mexico, it was cool with the cousins and all that stuff. And they would correct me, and I was okay with that. At first, I was like, hey, you know, we would say words or talk, yeah. and talk to them in Spanish and they're like, no, no, you know, and I had female cousins. So it was cute, you know, like, oh, yeah. okay, you know, and yeah. they would teach you how to dance cumbias and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So on the level of family, it was cool. Now in the level of like, you know, the neighborhood kids or their friends or other people there and just going to um, the store, the store, just, you know, be hanging out right there. It was very like, I was very aware that I didn't belong, and I was very aware that that um, and it kind of sucks. But I was, even though we were poor in May, in, in East LA, 
when I was there, my cousins were more poor. So oh, yeah. if I had Levi jeans, those guys didn't have that shit. And the neighborhood kids were like, they would look at me like, este güey es de allá, del otro lado. You know, I remember that clearly. And that fucking pissed me off, man. You, you, you know, speaking about like, like you said that we were like, like poor here and when we go over there like, oh, Mr. Rich, Mr. Hollywood is here. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> like, like, like that, that. But I remember the neighborhood kids Man, I can't believe this. They would tear off like my Fruit of the Looms tags or like these Mexican tags, and they would sew them onto the shirt so that they could see that they were wearing American shirts. That's you know psychologically crazy, right? Yeah, but, but, but I remember. Oh, let me see what size you are, and then just just ripped it, ah, cabron. You know, you, you made a hole in my thing. He's like, oh, I could fix it for you. Okay, right. so he he was already good at at sewing because he he fixed like a little hole sometimes, and then. Then he sewed that little tag onto one of his shirts so that he could go around thinking that he has an, uh, saying that he, bragging that he has an American made American made shirt, shirt that was made in China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the time, I don't think there was that much, I think it's just a made in USA or something, you oh, know. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah, it's just, just, just to have like the fruit of the loom or, or whatever, like a, whatever tags in, in, in English, you know. Hey, so, compa, this really becomes a, a, a class issue, right? Like, of, of capitalism, right? And it becomes an issue of the poor versus the less poor or whatever, because it's like, I'm sure this can happen in any, like, nation that borders each other, that wants more affluent and wants more you know, poor. Because I would imagine it's like, well, well, you know, if you're judging me based on those styles and the clothes and material shit that's what's, what was happening right you were getting judged on your material goods and i was getting judged on my material goods i was being more like you know what i think about it maybe they wanted to rip me off you know or wanted you know maybe and that shit happens right or maybe they were just kind of like get este way you know who the fuck does he think he is uh coming over here flashing his levi's and his hush puppies or whatever kind of shoes or whatever it is and it was again with this guilt of like, well, fuck, well, maybe next time I'll go dress down and, you know, and, and yeah, you know, and, and I also remember like one Christmas, yeah, the Christmas season, we had some soldiers, my brother and I, we liked the little green uh, plastic yeah, soldier, army soldiers, it. and we would, we took a bag for my cousins that we didn't play with those anymore. And we're like, we gave it to them and it felt good, but it also felt bad, like, man, I'm giving up my toys. I didn't quite understand. But my mom was, and my dad were like, well, están más pobre que, que ustedes. You know, we, over here, we'll buy you some more. Over there, they don't have anything to play with. So you take, you know, take it for your Like Remember, too, that we would go in our in our station wagon sometimes that would just, like, load it up, you know? Yeah. And, um, I remember my mom, she would make these huge, like, a huge sack, like, probably, like, six foot tall or something like that. And, like, I don't know, like, and we would put, like, all our old clothes and yeah. stuff like that. And it was all to give away, you know? And, and like, it would... And then I remember going to go visit my, like my, my family from my mom's side or something. And then seeing like cousins of mine wearing shirts that, that were mine. And the first time, hey, I have a shirt just like that <laughs> one. <laughs> and then later on, I found out, I mean, later on, but like, well, my mom, my mom told, told us this pretty much the same thing that your mom told you. You know, it's like, you know, they have less, less than we do. So let's just give them, no, but yeah, I remember the first time, hey, I have a shirt just like that one. <laughs> Hey, so shifting the gears now, you know, we're we're fathers, both of us and our kids and everything. So for your kids, if you end up somewhere else, and, and I'll go first, and for me, it's like, what's my motherland for my kids? You know, do I go 
my son kind of remembers Alhambra. <laughs> it's not quite East LA, oh. but he always talks about like the community garden over there, and you know, uh, you know that kind of stuff. And and he's like, oh yeah, when we used to live, like he has a really clear memory of that. So I'm thinking like I'm taking I'm gonna go take him back to his biological mom. <laughs> yeah, to his home, hometown. <laughs> his hometown, you know, because for forever it was his idea to move over here, and, and even though and, and we always say that yeah, of course it was your idea, and and like I wonder if you know if there's anything like that for our kids, like for your kids, like have they been to Mexico or? No, we we haven't. I... But do you yeah, ever I, we even consider that? Is that even no, something yeah, that's still driving you to do? No, it is. It, it, it is actually we 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 have we even have the money set aside for the passports, you know. And we had gone into the to the what do you call it? Um, the library because at my library they they do, and then they say, oh no, you need to make an appointment for that many, you know. And because if it's just one person, you could just walk in. But we had like four because my wife and my three kids, and um, and, and so the. Well, what would you teach sure them? Is, like if you end up way. going, when would uh -huh. you go and and what would be the so, first yeah. kind of things? Like what would you do? What would you... Yeah, so here's a here's the thing. Like the, and, and this is the reason why I asked you about 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 that. Where were your parents from? Because you said we'll go visit my mom's family and then my dad's family or something like that. But you said that they were in the same state still. So I mean, you could make it in one day, right? You drive 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 from from your mom's family to your dad's family, like, and then back at back or something, you know. But um, over here, like my family is in Guadalajara, you know, and um, Pauline's, my wife's family is in um, is in Merida, you know, and so th those are two different two different states. So we wouldn't be able to go back and forth, you know. And Pauline also wants to take our kids to go see, to go see her side her of the family. family. Okay. Does she have a you big know? family over there still? Yeah, they said yeah. She she still has a, a, a lot of family over there, uh huh. And um, actually, the, well the um you know so so the plan would be that i would um you know go with with my family because i just went in 2018 to mexico for the first time and i, I think it had been about 15 years prior to that because since i had got gotten married i hadn't i hadn't been to mexico and even a little bit before change, that dude. no well <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> You know that's the true reason, but that's that <laughs> no, no, it's no. just just situations and stuff like that, you know. And so then when I went, it's like like they're all oh, my cousins and neighborhood friends and everybody's all like, um, you know, like bring your wife and kids, you know. It's like we could go to, you know, the the creeks and stuff like that. We used to go to the mountains and, and, and like there was like creeks that we used to go like like hills and just go, you know, party and get wet or whatever you know and um i mean it was all fun you know and it's like i do want to do all that you know i mean it's like i take my kids right here to creeks here too and yeah. stuff like that but over there it, it, it's just different you know so i mean i would want to go do that and then here's another thing that, that, that we would always this is one thing that i think that that everybody would agree <clears throat> what we would do is as a family is like like in the summer from guadalajara we we charter a bus to go like to puerto vallarta so a bus of about like 50 people, practically all family cousins, and, and maybe some of them was like, oh, a, a family's neighbor and their family too. But I would say about like 90% of the whole bus was just was just um, family. And so we'd all go to Puerto Vallarta. We ran a lot of rooms and stuff like nice, that. You know? and so yeah. it, 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 it'd be awesome. The last time we did that, I remember, it was to Acapulco, and it was on my 18th 
well, it wasn't on my 18th birthday, but I remember I was 18 already because I was able to go to bars already, you know, or, or right there in Acapulco, you know. And that's the, I, that was the last family trip that we did. Like, actually, I was just talking with this with with one of my brothers the other day. He's like, yeah, that was the last time that my father paid for everyone. I go, yeah, I go, yeah, because my, my father paid for that whole trip, you know, so that was, or, you know, that. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool because I was already 18, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's kind of cool, man. That's cool, man. Yeah. I, and for me, again, I don't like I don't have that desire at all, man. Like I don't have a passport. I don't have a need. I don't I really don't want to. So my in, in, in hearing your response, I think it's beautiful. Like you you have already a plan what you want to do. And for me, my my in my mind, like I want to take my kids, you know, once the pandemic is once we get to a, a a, a place where we're not too worried about um, this pandemic anymore. But I take my kids to El Mercadito there in East LA. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Show them yeah. Garfield High School, show them Roosevelt High School, you know, that whole stretch right down, right there between Roosevelt and, and Atlantic, essentially, right? Atlantic Boulevard, all of that, Whittier Boulevard, and just the different, the neighborhood that I grew up right there. And um, Show him that, you know, like my friend Saldana, yeah. where he grew up, you know, my friend John yeah. and I, where we, where we that would be like your home, your, your yeah. motherland. <laughs> and that would be, I would be so happy to show them, like, let's go eat at a place or let's go check it out. This is what dad used to do when he was a little kid, you know, this is the yeah. house. Let's I go to Tepeyac, you know. Yeah, Tepeyac <laughs> and go have a, a manual special, you know, yeah. and, and, and to the Cinco Puntos and, and that whole area, right, you know, and, and the whole area right there. And then show him Belvedere Elementary, Belvedere Junior High. Hey, I heard that Belvedere Junior High was getting uh, construction or broken down. Anyway, that's a separate story. But um, but just kind of show them there and and really just, you know, maybe make a day out of it. And that's, that's really the extent of it because I would be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's, yeah, no, you know, I was then they're done that, like, you know? Like one thing that, what you said about your plan, and you see, that's an image that I have in my head, you know? But the reality is that, and this is also one of the main reasons why I hadn't gone to Mexico, is really the violence scares me. And it's so sad. It, 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 the it, violence, for sure. It sickens me. Yeah, it sickens me that... that the narcos, I mean, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no way that we would be... I, I would I would dare to do a road trip now the way that my dad used to do it with us. You know, that I told you that he's just... I remember one time my dad, I forgot what happened, that we came home from from school one time and my dad said, oh, pack your stuff because tomorrow we're going to go to Mexico or something like that. And we just went the next day, you know, like we just threw everything yeah, into the yeah. station wagon and vamonos, you know, and it was like, and, and, and at that time we had already gone to Mexico like so much that it, it was like, all right, well, we know the, we know the routine, you know, we have to be in the car for the next, you know, 36 hours, you know, like we'd pull over, you know, like get a hotel, sleep, whatever then, because my dad was the only one driving, you know, and he would do crazy stretches, you know, and stuff, you know, but. So what, what, what are you teaching your kids about uh, culture and who they are, like their identity or like? Well, you know what, um, I, they know I just went to Mexico right? and, um, and they know that, you know, I have, you know, Mexican flags and I have, um, you know, I'm proud of my Mexican heritage. You know, I'm proud of my Mexican roots. I'm like, and they could see it, you know? And then there was this, I found this like a, a homework for, from when, for, a homework assignment for my daughter that we know the things like, oh, what do you plan to do like with the, within the next five or 10 years or something like that? I forgot, you know, like, you know, and then she's all like, oh, go to Mexico. Was when I was, was on her, 
was on her list, you know? And so like, I go, okay, when I saw it, I go, okay, so it's, it's it felt good. good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, 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 it felt good, you know? And uh, I'm like, okay. So, you know, with the COVID and the violence right now, it's, it's, it's kind of hard. I, I, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, the COVID hopefully with these vaccinations and everything that'll be, you know, controlled, not behind us, but under un, a little bit more under control. But um, the violence, I don't see any. Yeah, man. Which I agree sad. with you. It's, it's, not, not, it's not worth it. It's not. It's not I, yeah, I don't see a light in the, at, at the end of, I don't see a path to clearing, to clearing that, to resolving that. And so I guess going back to your original question, um, you know what, I'm just being myself and with my kids and I talk to them in Spanish as not, not, not as much as I should, you know? And, um, but I, I just see like, well, just seeing that for my daughter, I guess, and I'm just instilling it in them that, you know, who they are, their roots and everything, you know? And so I, I don't know, I, that's all I could do. And I ho hope that they are proud also of their, of their roots, you know, and that, that they don't feel like shamed or, you know, deny it or, you know, you know, that's, that's just my expectations that I hope that and just by my actions and, you know. Yeah. For me, it's more similar. I mean, it's very similar to you. Uh, obviously, you know, yeah, I'm not going to take them to Mexico um, and maybe a trip here and there to East LA and that whole area, but that's not the extent of the cultural kind of like, oh, you know, let me expose them. But, but I think um, along what you're saying is, uh, you know, we try to speak to them a little bit in Spanish. At least my wife's better at it than I am. But now that my mom and dad are living with us, like my mom is and my dad, like more my mom, she's speaking to the kids in Spanish. So they're picking up more and it's so cute to see them. And, and, and for me, I just gonna let it be natural because when we have conversations about grandma and grandpa, they call them and gimpa, and it's, it's like, um, they know that they, they were born and they were over there in, in Mexico and uh -huh. they came over. So I see that and I'm just kind of letting it play itself out and I'm not going to force it, you know, they're four and seven. So we're just talking about, uh, oh, well, what's Mexico? Well, let's look at a map, you know, that, that kind of stuff, just exposure and knowledge at this point so they know like oh, okay so our family part of our family and my wife's family i think is from the same region too um you know they call on my wife's side they call them you know so my wife's side of the family they see Apa speaking spanish as well and they speak spanish to my kids and they they kind of um you know they're they're not they, they struggle a little bit, my kids speaking, but, yeah. but at least they give it they give it an opportunity. So I'm gonna let the identity or the culture for them to kind of happen, I guess, organically or naturally. Just yeah. let them be exposed to their grandparents, and then us, my wife and I, um, in who we are and proud, and 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 just try to raise good kids. You know, try to raise good kids, but have them, like you said, that reminder of, like. Hey, our roots as a family began in Mexico. Uh -huh. You know, for Papi's side, on my side, you know, they ended up in, in East LA for the longest time. For Mommy's side, they ended up over here in Madera, in the San Joaquin Valley, Central Valley, California. And now we're here. And now your kids, you know, as you are little kids, you have, you're going to grow up 
and you might have to grow families once you're way older and adults but you know you have to don't forget who you are and where you came from because it's all about you know there's a continuation and 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 it's it's funny um every now and then we get on this trip my son and i not on a trip but um like a a, a quick story a night uh, story of uh native americans right you know we're talking about this thing about you know, Native Americans, um, they lived in this valley and, you know, kids come from a school trip and they go, they sit around a campfire. And if you stay really quiet, you can hear the echoes of the ancient Native American tribes um, drumming. So I tell him, okay, be quiet, be quiet. You're in this dark. He's like, okay, what do you hear? You know, I don't know if you, did you hear that? Yeah, anyway. yeah I heard it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so he does that, he's like, wow. So the first time I told him that story, you know, there's a little bit more involved, but I told him that story as a, as a night story. You know, it's evolved and it's the same story, but it's evolved. And and, and I introduced this idea to him, um, oral traditions, telling your stories about your roots, telling your stories who you are. You know, so these kids who were at this campsite, they're, you know, some of these kids were native, some of them were not, but they're learning about ancestors. They're learning about, uh-huh. about how, Hundreds of years could pass, but this valley still captures the, it captured the original drumming and it's still, it's echoing back and forth and it goes, and it's a reminder, it goes, you won't hear them during the day. There's too much distractions, airplanes, cars, and people, whatever, but only at nighttime and only if you sit around this campfire. He's like, ah, so then he's kind of adds to it. So that I'm, I'm hoping, I'm going to start with my, my daughter, but I'm hoping that, that I keep reinforcing this idea of roots, ancestry. That they're you know they're part of this bigger journey this big part of this bigger story and um before we wrap up yeah thank you before you wrap up javi or, or compas um you know any final words of uh, how do we you know we started this we started this episode with back and forth and who we are and whatnot different countries we're one side and we're not we're mexican mexicano on one end we're chicano on the other end at the end of the day, you know, does it matter, you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, that it, when wrapping things up, you know what? All these are is just, I mean, kind of like tools or I don't know how to, how to say it, but these are just like Your components of me. Yeah, experiences. It's just like like my whole, it's just like components of me and we all have them. And it, it doesn't matter if your background is uh, Chicano, Mexicano or any other any background, you know, I mean, it, it's what you do moving forward, you know, I mean, it's like, okay, so we have all these roots or whatever, but you know, and at the end of the day, I think it's, it's our obligation to contribute positive to the world, you know, and regardless of your background. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review really means a lot and would really help out this podcast we invite you to visit us at loscompaslaunch.com to share your ideas and suggest topics for future episodes until next time compas be proud and be brown that's right be safe till next time <laughs>